0: Support for this podcast comes from Shadow Paladin. Shadow Paladin, your hand doesn't mean jack. I'm Atlas, your host, and today we're going to be talking about Shadow Paladin. So let's go around the table and say who we are and what clans we play.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Miles. I main Shadow Paladin, Aquaforce, and I use um, Kagero, Gear Chronicle, and Dark Regulars as well.
2: Hello... I'm Alvin, and I'm in Nectar. Um, I also play Bermuda Triangle and Shadow Paladins.
0: So, as uh, as you can imply, uh, be, they are both here because they play Shadow Paladin. I used to play Shadow Paladin witches, but also because I'm the host. That's the only reason I'm here. So, um, all right. So, to let's start with uh, kind of how Shadow Paladins mechanics work. So. Uh, do you do you guys want
2: to explain it? Um, I can just start. To I got it. Basic and Mouse can take over.
0: All right, go for it. Um, same as the other two pounds where they
2: try claw as main units from deck through effects. The difference is, um, pounds gain power from retiring their own units as a cost, as a cost for effects Well their stronger effects.
1: Okay. Um, Miles, you got anything to add? Yeah, basically, I mean, just to kind of, yeah, sum up what Alvin said, um, Shadow Paladin are primarily focused on retiring units for, or retiring their own units for, you know, benefit, uh, and to make up for the lack of units, they have a bunch of other units that Superior call more units from the deck. Obviously not as consistent or, you know, good as Royal Paladin and Gold Paladin have done it, uh, seeing as how lately they only call out grade one or lower units, but it still really helps in their favor. They've also been given a lot of support in um grade one, like grade one support that helps with the retires like Charon and uh, Kaiden.
0: So uh we'll we'll get into those in a bit, Charon and Kaiden. Um I, I know there's another, you know, uh part of Shadow Paladins, it is the witches, which uh, focus on replacing your opponent's uh units with grade zeros and then gaining bonuses based off of that but they are kind of the red-headed stepchildren of Shadow Paladin as much as I like them. Um, how much do you think it would be in order to get started in Shadow Paladin today to an, a listener who, you know, doesn't know shit?
1: It, it, it more depends on the build you want to make. Like, if it's the G Shadow Paladin um, or Spectral Blaster with... Uh, um vortimer diablo because that at the moment that's like one of the most expensive you know if you just want to do like a legend deck and maybe add in claret sword and um you could honestly like you don't need to add in karma collectors if you're really trying to go budget but i guess like if we're really trying to go all out here a deck would kind of they go for quite a lot like it's pretty hard to call shadow paladin a um Cheap deck if you want to go out with it. Like my Revenger deck, which is my main deck, has cost me. Oh my god, I don't even know. In in like the height of its price, it was probably around three fifty for me or something. And it would probably I could sell it off for maybe like two seventy or something. Partially because I have a Legion rare pair in it. That's like, crazy. Like and because Shadow Pawn has gotten so many so much hype. Like um cards like uh Aura geyser last summer it, when it first came out it was. Like, it was, like, $24 for four of them, and now it's $24 for per. one of them.
0: I, at one point, like, uh, Alvin here managed to pull one, and then I got, I pulled one in a box I got, and then, uh, like, it was 25 at that point. The good thing is you only need, like, two of them. Uh, to those who don't know, geyser Dragon is the... Typically, it's the first stride in most Shadow Paladin builds, because anybody want to explain the, the effect? Because this is not my area of expertise.
1: Right, on attack... Fire Blast 1, Soul Blast 1, flip a copy of itself face up in G Zone, retire two of your rear guards, and then you get to check the top two cards of your deck. For each card that is grade 1 or lower, this unit gains plus 5k. Then after it gains that power, or after the cards are revealed, you add them to hand. So really, you don't do it for the power bonus, you do it for the plus 2. Because on top of that, you still have your triple drive, which adds another three cards to hand. Also, it, o- it, it, it can be used as a first-turn stride. Yeah. Like, it doesn't require, you know, two or more face-up G units to be used. I was actually amazed by that when it first came out. We barely had any of those. I think yeah. it was one of the first strides to go instant GB2.
0: Um, yeah.
2: The shout and GB2s are extremely useful to a point of being essential.
1: The good thing is, I think you only need... Yeah. right. If yeah. no, you're not running Aura Geyser Doomed, which honestly, unless you want it like a fun Geyser focused deck, it's not that good of a card. Um, then you would run three. Yeah. Like, okay, well basically it would be like two Aura Geyser for its skill, and then you only run a maximum of two Aura Geyser doomed, and for each one or geyser doomed that you run, you run one additional Aura Geyser because you have to flip an orga geyser for the cost of doomed.
0: Well, okay, here's the thing with Doomed. So, there is a recent build that kind of came out of the woodwork in Japan where it used Blaster Dark Diablo and Death Spray Dragon. I'll let you do that, Alvin. Go for it. All right.
2: Um, basically, in contrast to what Miles said, um, because of having G-Guardians and, I think, third, fourth wave of support now for G-Units, shotgun um, Pounds have gotten a, lot, a bit more affordable. So, that is probably the build that, as Atlas was talking about, about... Um, that's Dark Diablo and that's Spray Dragon. Um, you basically I would say at the build, if you don't if you just get just the bare bones, I think it'll cost thirty four dollars max.
0: Yeah, but I mean okay, so like I think most of the stuff is gonna be G Zone, which fine. Uh, you're like you you get the legend deck, you get your four copies of Phantom Blaster Diablo. I think a lot of it is gonna come with the uh, okay, we're at this point now, Kaiden and whatever is Counterpart is and
2: uh... um Hoel. Hoel. Well. You actually don't need them if you're doing the Death Spray build because oh it really?
0: Matter at that point. Oh okay. Never mind then. It's, oh. Your main boss
2: is Blaster Blastark Diablo. Oh.
1: Huh. There you go then. You need, Kai- you need Kaiden. You don't need Hoel. No. Oh. Okay.
0: Um,
2: you can I mean, both because is... the red one booster.
0: I mean, Kaiden is a rare, so that's like a dollar at most. Or if you have nice it's, friends or your locals don't care, it should be free. But anyway, the point is, Shadow Paladin went from being one of the most expensive decks in the game to freaking budget, kind of, kind of.
1: The better the Shadow Paladin... Okay, the way I see it, like, the better and more, like, I guess, diverse Shadow Paladin decks cost more money. Like, my Revenger deck, it's not full Revenger, you know, it has stuff like, um, Heart Trumpeter and, um, Heron in it, but, like, you know, those don't really add that much of a price to it the abyss deck specifically costs the most from what i've seen yeah the rest of the decks aren't that expensive they're more affordable than revengers but yeah shadow paladin there's so many viable maybe not completely equally as viable so many cheap builds for it or relatively affordable builds for it that are still fun and even competitive to use, I mean, like, during the Spring Fests that were going on, or the World Championship qualifiers, someone literally purchased a Legend deck and won and made it to top three with just a pure Legend deck.
0: Oh, yeah, that that was in, I want to say, it was one of the, like, Oceana countries, and someone told me, like, oh, yeah. it, it was really small. Which, fine, I guess. Yeah.
2: Um, there was also the Australia qualifier where you just checked out um, Clarence Sword and Blastark Diablo. That's Clarence a... Sword is, oh, no,
0: no they, they just took Legend deck, put in uh, two Aura Geyser, and four Clarence Sword. Yeah. And it worked out for him. But then again, this oh. is Australia where everything's trying to kill you. So, you know.
1: True. Um, Speaking of, yeah, Clarence is actually a pretty... I, I like it as a card. Like, actually, before I sold off my... Uh, vortimer deck because mm-hmm. i just i didn't have fun with that deck very much um Fair enough. it just got old after a while um i actually did build a claret deck because of you know the claret specific support like gray Mew and um whatever that grade one name is abyss dweller or something no i, I don't think that's the name i can't remember um, it, it, it was a fun deck actually because it was like to those of you that remember uh g shadow paladin when they first got in bto3 before like, you know, people started using Revengers again and all that. Claret actually did a pretty good job plussing. Like, you know, first turn stride into a, a Grim Recruiter, use Claret's stride skill to call out a Swordbreaker, make it an 8k, you know, get that Soul Blessed one, draw one. And I actually did run two um Swordbreaker. And what I would do is if Grim Recruiter hit, I would get another Swordbreaker out, and I would draw two in that turn. Or if that didn't work, or I mean, next turn, I would call a Howl Owl, move it to Soul, uh, give 3k to anything, that didn't really matter. But I would have that Soul for that Aura Geyser, and I would always have 16 to 18 cards in hand until, you know, if, like, the game draws on for too long, your hand will severely diminish. But I did a pretty good job playing defensively that deck. And it's just, like, the new Claret-specific build kind of keeps that feeling, but it has a more aggressive playstyle now.
0: I don't know, I, I feel like Claret Sword's kind of fallen out of favor for, so, like, okay, oh, like, to put that in perspective, I mean, like, to put that in perspective, the Heartthumb clone, which is the, if you're, you know, if you're Vanguard attacks with this name, which is always the, like, you know, Break Strider, the stride on top, it's- kind of it, you shove it in soul, draw a card, okay. and give it plus 5k, that Heartthumb clone has, has stayed at, like, a dollar, where, in contrast, it's always been, like, five to six, or more.
1: No, when it first came out, it was
0: 50 cents, it's one of the cheapest Heartthumb clones. Yeah. No. Okay, so to, to contrast, you know, the Death Spray Diablo builds or the Clared Sword builds, which are, you know, fairly cheap-ish. Uh, full-on Revenger, where you run the uh, Raging Form, which, thanks to that new grade one that came out in GBT-06 that allows you to search him. Oh, great, thanks. And uh, the Legion. That's probably is about as expensive as you can get with Shadow Paladin. Miles, have you played that with both in there, or...?
1: So yes, um, right before Springfest over here in California, I actually built the deck. Um, it's relatively consistent, and let me tell you, pulling off three Raging Form attacks in one turn and not even being at Limit Break yet is actually really fun, because you're like, <laughs> I'm at 2-3 damage, and my opponent's over here sitting at 5 with, like, 3 cards in hand. I'm going to go into Raging Form next turn, and then finish them off with Legion. And then you win, you're like, oh, look, I may not have even needed to stride once. Like I hate you. Um,
2: <laughs> but the question is, there was a big hypothesis, Paradigm Shift, um, about a few months ago, oh, yeah. with the Evan of the Guardians. That pretty much threw Most legion builds into a mud. Uh, guard restriction from Vanguard into a mud. Yeah, just basically changed the whole game.
1: Yeah, like um, G guarding definitely like made restanders and guard restrictors a bit more balanced. or Maybe balance isn't the right word. Like they're still pretty good, but I mean, like stuff like the Great and hell, even um, Abyss, they're not even that viable anymore. Like I was fighting Gabe the other day, and I went into Abyss, and I was like, all right, let's do this. And I, um, you know, or I was fighting Richard, but it doesn't really matter. They just popped a G-Guard out and was like, hey, cool, um, I'm fine. And it felt like I didn't do anything to them. It's it's helped a lot of the clans, maybe not, definitely, definitely not catch up with the meta, but I guess you could say literally guard against
0: the threat of the meta. Oh, man, puns. I was playing against um, a friend of ours, Omar, the other day with Pale Moon. Yeah. Pale Moon is... The worst matchup for Shadow Paladin because all the magic is still yep. go back into the soul at the end, right? So I would hoard my heal triggers and I would like rush them from the beginning and like you know that Diablo turn is coming. So just on that turn, you drop two, get my uh, get my meta tricks, load up my soul, and then I'm like, okay, three to pass. Good luck. It doesn't scare me anymore. It doesn't. Scare
2: are you are you sure that you're playing with a competent Shadow Paladin players? Because oh the yeah, that is, what he is he was a doing. pilot. It's easy to learn. But you do have to have a brain just to master
0: it. Oh, yeah. The guy, the guy wasn't stupid. Like, he, he, I wasn't undefeated or anything. But, like, you know, it, it was just, like, the fear is gone now. Like, seeing the guy flip over David or whoever your starter is doesn't strike fear into my heart like it he used to. It
2: does
1: for me, because, yeah. I just know a lot of common power players. But you're right. It takes time to know when to do what. Like, if they're sitting at 3 or even 2 damage, you're not going to go into, like, Phantom Blaster Diablo and be like, "Uh, you know, you have to retire 2. I'll make them, like, I'm at 2 damage. That's okay. I'll take it. Like, you need to know when when is the right timing. What I like to do in my Revenger deck is I use Aura Geyser to start off, build up my hand and my resources for the next couple turns. Then I'll, you know, go into maybe Diablo next turn, Phantom Blaster Diablo, and dwindle down their resources. And then finally, I like to finish off with Legion, because that's, like, my favorite format and one of my favorite cards in the game. From what I see, Shadow Paladin is mainly about utilizing the timing, current condition, and, like, or vulnerability to whittle down their hand and their defenses to the point that you know you have one combo, like your Legion, to finish them off. Because the majority of my wins have not been with Spectral Blaster or Phantom Blaster. They've been with Phantom Blaster Abyss.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean... For the longest
0: time, like between, I think, GBT-03 and GBT-06, there was an extreme hatred for Shadow Paladin because I I think I had this sentiment too, was that it seemed like they got everything but better. Like, they killed off rear guards for benefits better than Tajikaze, they drew cards better than OTT, they, you know, they had a stronger vanguard than Dimension Police, it just seemed like they were, you know, they had guard restrict and blah 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 blah. But at the same time, it seems like, I think this happens with any new, you know, threat. Like, Phantom Blaster Diablo, it took people longer than usual to kind of get over it, but they got over it. And the same thing, like, right now, the the big thing to hate is, you know, Denial Griffin and Defeat Flair. But just pay attention. Yeah. Cardero is, like, the new, you know, big hate. Yeah. It's kind of um, iffy. They've
1: retaken their spot.
0: Yeah. What do you think is the future for them? Like, I know they're not going to get any support for a while.
1: Or maybe maybe they might, who yeah. knows. But well, what what would you want to see? I This is definitely asking for, like, quite a lot. But I want to see them start to do superior calls with, like, grade twos maybe. More skills like Mordred without the power bonus and maybe a higher cost. But, yeah. like, it's nice to call out grade one so frequently using cards like Maha and Um Claret Sword and uh, Darkheart Trumpeter. But it's just, like, there are times when it's, like oh, I would love to have these grade twos at a time like just eventually it would be nice to be able to superior call my blaster dark in front of my Dorant and get that unflip without having to break out right on top of Mordred just a way of doing it a little bit faster because I feel like they honestly have reached a point where like they got that support I don't really I don't entirely know how Bishoprod would do that it what? would actually probably take a bit longer to think about that but I feel like it wouldn't actually be that broken I mean call for- me stupid for saying that though. I'm probably, not going to. There are probably people. There are probably people mashing away at those keyboards trying to tell me why that is stupid. And you know what? Let the hate flow through. Okay? I think that Shadow Paladin needs some grade 2 superior calling engines. Just look at how easily Royal Paladin has done it. I'm not saying make Shadow Paladin become Royal Paladin. I'm saying let's up the cost, up the retiring cost shadow paladins, but let's give them a more balance to that by giving them grade 2 superior calls.
0: I mean, they tried to sort of help Dark Heart, Trumpeter, just like I play, you know, uh, Alt Mile. They tried to remedy that with Selim, but, you know, it, it only goes so far. It, it, it's not, like, a complete fix. And also, it means you have to run four copies of it in order to, you know, get the most bang for your buck, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I run two in my Revenger deck, and honestly, oh, are you talking about that one, um... That's traded as grade two. It's, oh, Selim, yeah. There you go, yeah. You're not even talking about the right unit. I'm just you're saying, talking about Dark, Dark Heart, you're... What? Uh, I'm like, second, uh,
2: the Two that's true, as grade one deck.
1: Thank you, Alvin. Yes. Do you have a Diablo Vanguard? Okay, just pointing out about Diablo, like, I like decks that can function better with the assistance of striding, but they can hold their own in positions where you don't need to stride, or where you, you know, can only stride once. That's why I'm such a big fan of Abyss. The Legion really helps it. Of course, the Legion isn't as good as it was before, I'd take a re standing Vanguard over Blaster Dark Diablo or Vortimer Diablo any day. Because let's be honest here, guys, they don't do anything if you can't stride. They are literally just there to stride over.
0: I mean, with Blaster Dark Diablo, his whole skill is so that you can stride with anything. But people run yeah, out of strides aware, eventually. Like,
1: yeah, there you go. And also, their positions, like where your your only option is really to stride into Phantom Blaster Diablo or Special Blaster stuff that retires three rear guards total, and you're just like, wow, I don't have the resources for this. Just, I mean, I found myself striding into Grim Recruiter just to get three cards in hand, and it doesn't even help that much. That brings me to another point. I think that they could use another mid, like, mid-stride unit. Look at Force, They have Commander Thabas. Or um Gold Paladin, they have I mean Scourge Point obviously makes for a good, you know, final turn kill, but it also has a good, you know, mid-game, or even spear cross with the superior calls. A lot of clans these days have that middle G unit. You know, that's between your first turn stride and your ace unit that you use to finish the game. And I honestly think Shadow Paladin needs one of those. Like, yeah, Aura Geyser can act as that, but You don't really want to get that plus mid-game. You want it early game, you know, as your first stride. I just want something that, like, can maybe not pressure your opponent that much, but just sort of either balance out the game or kind of give you more of a cushion for your future skills. You know, for your mass retiring, you're going to do one to two turns later. Yeah, just something in between Aura Geyser and the Dark Dragons. Alvin, what do you want to see?
0: For me, I just
2: take the opposite spectrum on what, Ma- oh, what Miles' viewpoint is. For me, it's I'm okay with uh, striding with every turn, that if I don't stride, I pretty much die or something similar, or lose the game. Uh, my viewpoint is, because of this, um, I feel like it faces the same uh, problem that Gear Kronkhold did uh, a while back. So yeah, and we need the same remedy that Gear Kronkhold received, which is a way to recycle units outside of Legion. Because oh, back then, so cool. Gear um, Gear Chronicle would just like use Stride to keep on drawing out cards. But because Stride could pretty much shoot three cards out of your deck, just, just from the trigger check, that's what most people would say just weigh it out or play defensively, and you will see themselves deck themselves out, which has happened to me um more than one occasion.
1: I've decked out with plenty of times, especially with the um Vortimer Diablo deck, because that deck deck thins so much because you're superior calling like three to four grade ones every turn four turns in you pretty much don't have grade ones that left anymore like there have been times where i just want to see triggers in like my final push using um or special blaster diablo and i will literally superior call pgs just so i won't hit grade ones wow yeah it would be nice to you know have some sort of recycle i mean look genesis got you know their dreaming dragon even Dark Irregulars got two recyclers. They got Tibbled for the um Blade Wing deck.
2: But Snake Charmer doesn't. Mm, that's use interesting. Darkness, that. um, drop
1: zone. Pull everything back into drop. And if you don't have fifteen cards in soul, soul charge five. I know it's uh,
0: 10, 10 cards in soul. I, I don't know. yeah
1: hey, we don't need to go into in detail on it anyway. But uh, yeah, it's shuffle your drop zone in your deck. And dark irregulars also have that other card that's like choose you know, all but, what, six cards in soul, or three cards, or something, you know, choose all but a certain number of cards in your soul, and put the rest into your deck, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, it, that's it's, nice a,
1: it's, it's a grade zero one, I totally forget, but it's a recycle engine for a deck that so easily decks out, and honestly, Shadow Paladin has been reaching that point, because it's easier now to survive Shadow Paladin's, like, late game pushes, or mid game, late game pushes, than you either go into this point where you're like, wow, I have no resources left, and your opponent just rushes you down for game, or if you're fighting a de- another defensive clan like Oracle Think Tank or, you know, even Link Joker, specifically the, uh, the uh, Chaos Breaker deck, you go into deck out because of all the superior calling you've done, and it would be nice to have a recycle engine for that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of decks
0: have started to get to that point. Like, Royal Paladins, we, like, you run out of grade twos. It's the same epidemic murder kumo i play murder kumo yeah yeah well, like because like your shadow clones you know you take them as damage or you have to guard with them or whatever it'd be nice to put them on bottom of deck just to do something just because there's stride where people are triple driving every turn that it's you know it's nuts
2: yeah your sort of like show that when you're triple driving every turn through stride um you actually need some way to recycle yeah. and your conquer received like i don't know yeah. three cards three four cards
1: i mean okay Chronicles G Guardian, both of G, uh, both of Gear Chronicles G Guardians recycle units back to the deck. I know, and and they can both suck
0: it because Murakumo needed that more, but whatever. You
1: know what, Atlas? They do deserve it, but that's something for another time.
0: I know, sad. Um, well, I I might as well like, what do I want to see? Um, okay, well, I used to play Shadow Paladin witches. They revealed the stride that goes with it, Sinclair, and her still is like, okay, you made him write a grade zero. That caused Legion pairs to spike up to like $90 yeah. each, and I proxied the stride, and it's really not that good because everything has disappearing fields now. You know, it, it just kind of made it garbage. But anyway, so what I want to see is Shadow Paladin Witches that call grade zeros from the opponent's drop zone and either A, negates their effects, so Catch Liberator can't go off 80 times, Richard, Or, yeah, Richard plays gold paladins and you can eat it. But anyway, either that or something where, like, it calls zeros no matter even if their field's empty, just so you can get their bonuses. Because a lot of their stuff is like, oh, you need two great zeros. And you know if they have an empty field, you can't yep. call over it, and it's just
1: it's a freaking nightmare. Witches need more grade three support, in my opinion. They've gotten more like you know they've gotten little bits of support throughout the sets. Like they got their new critical trigger. That's They got good. a couple grade two. Yeah, um, they got you know a couple grade twos. Like in Fighters Collection, pretty much all the glory went to them. What did we get in the latest? What did my deck get in the latest? I am currently looking at. Distress Dragon, and let me tell you, that card is not that fantastic.
0: Yeah, Gabe, Um, uh, our friend Gabe calls it Suistride
1: Pact. Yeah, Suistride Pact, yeah, I think Dave Vaughn came up with that. Oh. Um, Either way, it's a clever name. Uh, But anyway, I want to see more grade threes for the witches, because, like, you know, whenever it's a witch deck, it's always... For Rios and four Fianna. I just want to be able to see more variety to a witch build. As you said, maybe we should, the skills that you're looking for witches to have, why not give those to the grade threes and just make them a little bit more stronger to, you know, match that, like, that will actually make players, witch players think, hmm, should I run this over Rios? Or should I run, you know, maybe like three Fiona, two Rios, two of this card? Or maybe, hell, make a new, like, make a new ace unit that'll make people think, whoa, let's ditch Fianna. I mean, I think
0: Fiana's for the most part, the more important one. Uh, Rias is usually oh, well. like Rydlander game. Anyway, uh, well, um, let's see.
2: The problem see. that they both face was the Dab and the guardians legions are kind of shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad a little bit. Although, the, the, I don't think uh, the Revenger legion is really that screwed because uh re-standing is super good now. Restanding and uh, on hit pressure is kind of where it's at
1: as opposed to guard restrict.
2: Also having massive amounts of power, this big thing. That
0: too.
1: So just to shout out a fun little combo I did to Atlas that I'm not totally sure if I've shouted out in my Shadow Paladin deck list. Uh oh. Um, using that Tarnon, Adroit Revenant Tarnon. Its scale is on Legion counterblast. When your Vanguard performs Legion. Counterblast 1, your vanguard gains the skill when it attacks. If your opponent doesn't retire one of their rearguards, they can't guard. Of course, that's good, but let's with a re-standing vanguard. Oh, they have to retire two rearguards if they want to do that. I was fighting Atlas the other day.
0: Pale Moon, yeah.
1: He had only one rearguard, and he's at 4 damage. And I'm just like, okay, um... Call Ternon, Legion. I have, like, three counter-blasts left, you know, so I have no counter blast after this combo is done. But if that, but that's okay. I'm like, all right, cool. So um, I'll go rear-guard to your vanguard. I guess, you know, he took it. Atlas, that was a big mistake on your part. Thanks. But let's just, sure. no, I mean, like, you shouldn't have taken it. You would have, or you could have survived. Um, like, the ideal situation would be, oh, they're at five damage and they have one or no rear-guards. This will be more fun. They have one rear-guard. And then I'll go, okay, rear-guard to their vanguard. They'll try and guard it. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'll attack with my Vanguard 27, 29. And they're like, all right, I'll retire one in perfect guard. I'm like, okay, cool. Do my trip, you know, do my twin drive. Doesn't really matter. It literally doesn't matter in this case. Uh, Counterbust 2, retire 3, restand, attack again. Taranon's skill goes off for the second time, and they have nothing to retire. They can't guard at all, and they just basically auto lose. Their only hope is a heal um this also works pretty well with resist units i was playing a dimension police player a couple months ago and they had um they did have two rear guards so they were like oh i'm fine one of those however was um die jet i was like okay you're at five damage cool and i was like all right uh rear guard to vanguard like guard it and i'm like all right uh vanguard attacks and they're like okay cool i'll retire rear guard, pg i'm like all right that's fine you know that's cool dude you protect yourself and, you know, they're like, all right, I'm totally going to survive. You know, I'm okay. And I'm like, all right, uh restand attack again. Like, oh, I got to retire my rear guard, whatever. And they're like, no, that's being chosen by an effect. So you cannot retire a resist unit using Ternan's skill. I know. It's so like... they're just like, wow, I got screwed up. It also kind of helps against Link Joker players with their uh, uh Metal Chameleons or whatever whatever the hell it's called. Dark Metal uh, The grade one, you know, it's unlocked. Dark Metal Chameleon, thank you. You know, GB1, when it gets unlocked, Counter Charge 1, it has resist. And I found that a lot of Link Joker players often have, like, a back row of two or three. And then, like, there were times when I was playing against... um I was playing against a guy at, at the Singles World Championship qualifier, and he literally had a back row of only those. He had no front row either. And I went into Legion and called Ternan, and he's just like, yeah, I have so much hand, you know, because I'm using, um you know, uh, Alter, Alter Ego for that draw power. And then I'm just like, <laughs> uh, Legion, GG, dude. And that was game. So Ternon is a pretty fun card to use. And it does kind of keep Legion, keep the Abyss Legion at least, still not thriving. But it still keeps it a bit more competitive. And I mean, it can make for some fun plays if you want to screw over your opponents like that. Like, I still run it at a one of, And I'm honestly contemplating running more now if I can make room for it in my deck. Shadow Paladin,
0: making resist units suck since gbt 3 what? Going
1: even further into that, witches are others for you to resist.
0: Yeah, because you, you choose the circle, not the card.
1: Not the rear guard. Yep. So you ca- you have to call up to the resistance. Yep. And it's really, really funny. Shadow Powder is like my grandma. They are pretty old, pretty worn out, but goddamn are they still alive and kicking, and a lot of people can't wait for them to die out.
0: Oof, that's rough. I have yeah. five grandparents, and they're all dead, so, you know... <laughs> One yeah, one. Five grandparents and they're all dead like um, uh like shadow witches. Yeah.
1: Although I would like to l- shout out a funny little thing. So you know there are two units in Shadow Paladin that are uh you know that have the skill while you are retiring your rearguards for the cost of your unit's ability, if, uh this unit counts as two units when it's being retired. And those are Charon and David. There's a third one. But, um basically so my parents my dad's name is David and my mom's name is Karen. I was literally retiring off David and Karen one time, and I was like, oh, my God. This sounds like I'm killing off my family. Oh, man. And then I saw, you know, I was like, wait, but what's the extra unit that's being, you know, what's the secondary, like, retire target that you're using, you know, in their skills? And I was like, oh, shit. I have a sister, too. So, oh, yeah, man. you know, Shadow Paladin is me sacrificing my family for benefits.
0: So, basically, it's like, Carmen, I'll make you eat your parents. Um, but...
2: Um, this yeah, actually so another that. unit now oh, that right. counts as two units. It's a stand trigger um, that was released in GBTO6, oh, the Mage of Logite yeah. R-Store. Um, yeah. Basically, it's a stand trigger that while you're retiring rearguards for a cost of your unit's ability, it, it's count, it counts as two units. It's uh, Generation Break 1 is activated. And when this unit is put into drop zone for a cost of your unit's effect, um, return this card to, into your deck and shuffle your deck.
1: Yeah, I used it in my uh, Vortimer, Diablo, and um, Spectral Blaster deck. It, surprisingly enough, it did not come in handy that often. Like, because of all the grade 1 superior calling that you do, you know, you'll often have all your Charons needed. And even then, you gain more benefits from killing off Kaiden than you do Charon. To yeah. those of you that don't know Kaiden, although you probably it's a great card, it's a grade 1 and its skill is this. When it's GB1, when it's um, retired, your vanguard gains 5k and the skill, on hit, um, superior call a grade one or lower unit from your deck. Then, if you have ho- uh the grade two unit hole on your rear guard, uh, when the unit is superior called, that unit gains 5k. Uh, a little combo I like to go in sometimes was uh first stride, Dark Knight Ethnesian, its skill, on stride, choose a unit and retire it. Ethnesian gains 7k and the skill on hit, when it hits the vanguard, retire one of your opponent's rearguards. So I'd kill off Kaiden, Ethnesian would gain 12k, making it a 28 or um 38k alone. And then if it hit, you get to superior call one of your own rearguards to make up for your lost rearguard. You know, you could even go into another Kaiden for next turn, and you get to kill off one of your opponent's rearguards. So, Shadow Pollen of some neat little fun combos.
0: You know, you say neat little fun combos, but I, I, I just imagine you doing that, and you're like looking at a model of the city, and it's just on fire. Neat little fun combos later. <laughs> you know, this feels
2: inefficient. <laughs> it's almost like I'm, I'm staring at that. I just want, like, why don't you drop a nuke or uh, napalm or something like that? <laughs> god damn! Oh because my
0: god!
1: I have to say, it is good that they haven't really gotten support in a while, but being a shadow fanboy. I really want them to have more support. Last right. summer, I was literally complaining that they needed another restander. <laughs> Damn. I,
0: can't, I, I, I just can't resist. Like, the, the first attempt at a
1: podcast... Us was just everyone riffing on you, right? No offense to you, lovely teammates. There's some dicks on here that just like to, you know, throw shade at each other. And obviously, me being the one trying to keep everyone under control and saying, yo, guys, this is a podcast. We're trying to get our shit straight here. They were obviously just targeting me because, you know, a podcast filled with five to seven people obviously means, hey, let's all dick on mile. But wait, don't wait, worry. Wait. There was the occasional, hey, let's
0: the first attempt was five
1: to seven people. Are you serious? I have no idea the disaster. Oh my God. It was like me, Gabe, Lexus, Davon, and Richard. That's like six people or something. And it was just, yeah. ooh, it was terrible. Like it was it was over an hour, I believe. Jesus. And like, we, we talked about the latest fighters collection. We only talked about the G-Rares in it. And that was probably the extent of what we talked about. Jesus. And it wasn't even that great. We literally... About their skills, we didn't even say what was so good about their skills. We just said, "Yeah, these skills are uh, this. These are their skills." All right, K. Okay, thanks, bye, guys. It wasn't a fun time. Oh, I'm man. glad that actually working out.
0: All right, well, for for now, uh, I feel least.
1: like I'm talking too much, but
0: yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just me
2: going back, throwing up things back on track, and explaining out why me staring at Miles is just like he's kind of staving at me, saying you could be more efficient with nuclear or you go nuclear or biological. But uh, it's just me saying um, when you're like a or when you're uh, when you're straying something, I would personally on to um, Spectral Blaster Diablo because his initial skill is Soul Blast One Retire Card. so you get the 5K and on uh, hit yeah. effect right off the bat. Then also because he he yeah. has the ability to restand for free. That effect will go off no matter what, unless your opponent wants to guard both attacks.
0: Money for like, nothing and my restand just, for free.
2: So then I would just attack, then I would probably use, like, a Dark Darkheart Trumpeter, because it's Spectral Blaster Diablo. Oh, so man. I can use um, right. it for the Blaster skill, Soul Blaster one. 1, and then call it, like, a Dark Saga, and I have a brand new column.
0: Rough. It's like All right. The, again, there's no listener mail this week, because I'm pretty sure only three people listen to the podcast, because Richard won't let me oh. put up a video on the channel saying, hey, we have a podcast— so real quick, uh, did you guys
1: do anything fun this week? This week, no. Actually, work has been stressing me out, and I wanted to punch like literally anything today. Oh, this was probably my most stressful. Yeah. By the way, to you three people who are listening to this podcast, um, I got a job for the sake of building Vanguard decks, for the sake of showing more content on this channel, because Amen. I love you guys and I love this channel. I love my team, I love this game. Yeah. I, which brings me to just one little, one little shout out right now. Um, I'm working on a Gear Chronicle Chronofang Chronojet deck, um, a Shaharat, Dark Regulars deck, and a uh, Overlord Lege- the Legend Kagyro deck. Oh man! Uh, as well as I'm bringing a I'm bringing like an a bit a bit, uh, like a Shadow Paladin um sort of 2.0 deck because to those of you that actually followed my uh, last Revenger deck list. I'm sorry, I don't know what I was thinking when I was making that list, but that deck was horrible. It bricked so easily and it was so inconsistent. I've changed up the deck since then and it's been working relatively well, but um I actually it's still not working as as I'd like it to. So I'm building one final Shadow Paladin deck before they get like more support and I will have that as as a video on the channel coming up. Hopefully soon, because I'm getting the cards probably by this Monday at latest. Yeah, I want, I want to do a deck list off of that, because oh. goddamn damn am I passionate about Shadow Paladin. I want to keep having fun games with them, good games, and I keep wanting to, you know, just if I'm in the competitive mood, like, win games with them, because although you're right, Legion isn't as viable as it was before, but Shadow Paladin can still kick ass.
0: Okay. And All I right. want to keep retaining Okay, I'm going to need you to shut up for a bit. Alvin, yep. how was your week?
2: Um, kind of bland. It's been busy. Um, Let's see, I haven't been actually been able to play Vanguard because... Understandable. Yeah, there's not that there many people... Chris and Matt show up. They, they do show up, but it's like when I'm actually pretty busy with homeworks. Oh. And so.
0: How uh, Have you played against uh, Matt's Tachikaze yet? Um, no, but I've actually seen
2: it. It actually seems really interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd love
2: to go up against it.
0: Yeah, uh, our friend Justin, not Tan, Tyler, uh, he sold me the deck, and then I just turned around and sold it to Matt because he wanted to build it. So he got oh. it for really cheap. Anyway, uh, how my week was, because uh, we got to wrap this up. I uh, I started playing Pokemon Go, and then I had to stop at the beginning of this week because I used 90% of my mobile data. And my refresh was on Wednesday, so after that I kinda went ham and I s kinda suck at it. Here's the worst thing though. My girlfriend also picked it up and she's kicking my ass. She has caught two of the three starters, Bulbasaur and Charmander. Oh, cute. She has caught Jigglypuff. She has caught Pikachu. She has caught a Vulpix. All I have to my name that are like good is I I caught a- i I've caught a Tauros, a horsey, and a coughing. That's all I can really say. But, like, it's just, she she's,
1: like... You just gotta get out there.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. It's, I don't really have much time, because, like, I, I work at this tiny newspaper, and, like, I'm trying to get my stories done, and my editor's out of town, and, like, just... It's really hard to... Pokemon Go. You know, I was thinking about that. My uh, The media guy wants me to do some videos about it. I do videos for Westside today, if you guys it's, want to check that out.
1: It's literally, like, one of the biggest things like worldwide and yeah. it's not even available worldwide yet it's literally like the most popular app. It's, it's the most popular app in the world it exceeded porn. twitter and tim like it four beat, days
0: it beat porn do you understand how huge that it is porn, porn
1: it is more popular than porn yeah that's just made me flip i was like what
0: i am so happy oh that God. i that i marked uh, the podcast explicit that means we can say it's more popular than porn, and also I can say this. Fuck. Yeah, I can say fuck. Okay. Fuck yeah. That pretty much does it for this week. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions about what you want to talk about, uh, you can tweet us at VG Nexus Course, so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. You can also tweet me at Atlas Novak, A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. Do you guys have any social media handles you want to? I mean,
1: not specifically, uh, although could I maybe shout out our Hangout spot on Wednesdays? 'cause hey, maybe we have fans in California yeah, or LA. I,
0: yeah, why not? Go for it.
1: Um every Wednesday, uh, our like our locals crew um, and the majority of our team uh hangs out at or well, you know, members of our team um uh hang out at um Santa Monica Place. It's like a little shopping center right next to uh, Third it, Street Promenade. It's on the it's freaking in Los Promenade. Angeles pretty simple. You can but we hang out in the food court and we basically just play card games all day with a nice seaside view, you know. And, lots and we of hang out late spots. Into the, and lots of po- that place is lit with poke spots. Um, so yeah, we we hang out there pretty much every Wednesday. Uh, a lot more people have shown up now, um, since it's you know our summer vacation. Uh, it's also my like one of it's my one of two days off from work, so I'm usually like always there now. Uh, cool. and it would be great if you know some of you guys like are in the area, come on by. Um, bring your decks. We can play some games. I'm desperate to make more friends because I have literally no friends coming my senior year of high school. All right, so, all right. Um, you
0: don't have to keep slitting your wrists. We get it. Alvin, you got anything?
2: Um, nope, nothing.
0: Okay. Oh. I talked to what? So, yeah. All right. Well, that, that pretty, pretty much do- that pretty much does it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and to, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelephunk.com, so L-A-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at tour VG so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me Atlas Novak. So at A T L A S N is in Nancy O V is in Victor A C K. Have a good night, everyone.